Welcome back to the Emergency Goalies podcast. We've been off for a pretty long time, couple months. I mean, the Blackhawks season ended and it was not a very fun season, so we didn't really need to do that much of a wrap-up show. Um, the Avalanche... No, there wasn't a whole lot to sum up. No. The Avalanche won the Stanley Cup, and I'm. it's a very rare, you know, where the best team actually wins. But I think everyone thought going into the season, the Avalanche were the best team, or one of the best teams, and they won, so... Yeah, no, I, 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 I won't complain even when it's a division team, you know, and everything. They were the best team I felt, and they deservedly won it. So, congratulations to them. All right, and so obviously, a couple things we were talking about in our last episode, going into the break that we were looking forward to, and the Blackhawks did not win the lottery, so they do get, get keep their um, 2023 pick which was, that's good. I mean, I guess getting the first overall pick this year would have been nice, but that wasn't going to happen. So, or the odds weren't very good. Yeah. I mean, you know, I think we talked about it the last time we recorded is, you know, it, you're never going to complain when you win the, win the lottery and get one of the first or second picks, you're still going to get a, you should get a pretty good player out of that deal, but uh, with the way that the Blackhawks are trending, uh, it seems much more beneficial to, you know, even if you still end up with the same kind of poor odds to win the lottery next year, uh, next year's draft is considered considerably stronger. So keeping that, the ch- the, the chances for that pick are, are probably more beneficial in the long run. Yes. So obviously the other big news is we didn't think Derek King was going to be retained as head coach. And uh, we were correct. They uh, hired um, Luke Richardson just what, two days ago now um, to have been assistant for the Montreal Canadians. And I mean, it's going to be hard to evaluate. I mean, obviously it looks like a rebuild for the Blackhawks. So will the head coach really make that much of a difference, but, I thought I'd ask you what you think of the the hire. Yeah, uh, you know it's it's difficult to assess. Um, you know, kind of most head coaching hirings, especially ones that are coming uh, with relatively little to no head coaching experience. Um, Richardson has been a head coach at lower levels um, for uh, a couple of stretches. But, you know, obviously not the type of uh, uh, levels where I would be able to have observed any of his games or or his style in those. Um, So, you know, we're kind of limited to what he's done as an assistant coach. And at least from everything I've seen with the way that Montreal plays and with some of the interviews and some of the quotes that I've seen from Montreal players, Richardson seems to be a guy that pretty universally respected and not just for his coaching ability, but for the type of person that he is and the way he treats his players. And so, you know, I think, I think this is another step in the Blackhawks efforts of 
not just, you know, rebuilding the roster, but rebuilding their image and, uh, you know, hopefully taking a step into treating (laughs) the players and the fans and the personnel within the organization with a little more respect. And Richardson seems to be the type of person that is a step in the right direction with that. So uh, definitely seems like the type of guy that will be easy to root for. Mm -hmm. Um, Certainly has a long, uh, kind of like Derek King, you know, he at least had a long playing career where it should be easy for him to gain the respect of, uh, you know, any player. And again, kind of like King, you know, not a guy that was a star when he was a, when he was a player, but I mean, you play 21 seasons in the NHL and you're doing something right. Um, you know, he was a, he was a tough stay at home defenseman type, uh, you know, was probably never really even a top three defenseman on any team he ever played on. He was just, he was kind of like a number five defenseman when he came into the league and 20 years later, he was still a number five. <laughs> and that's pretty remarkable. So I, I mean, that's a, a, a testament to his character and his worth work ethic. And so that, that, like I said, that, that should uh, at least uh, help build uh, respect and, um, hopefully some buy-in from the players and his personality and the, the respect that he has for, for uh, his players should hopefully help him navigate the ups and downs, potentially many downs in the coming seasons uh, with his players and their development. And with the number of young defensive prospects that the Blackhawks have, um, he has been a guy that has a reputation for being able to help, um, you know, develop those, those types of talents. So I, I can't complain about the hire. Yeah. And I mean, I, it's one of those things too. It's just like it, when you're this bad or going to be this bad, at least as all indications are, the coaching does not going to make no. that much of a difference. So no, I mean, you're basically just trying to avoid a disaster and somebody who, you know, you don't want to end up with somebody who loses the room. Yeah. And there's no, you know, it, yeah. Or somebody who is maybe so outside of the box or whatever, where, you know, they're implementing yeah. stuff yeah. that could potentially come in conflict with whoever the next coach is going to be. Uh, you know, at, at the very least, you just want some, you want somebody that's going to be a stepping stone. Mm-hmm. And that hopefully can develop right new players and stuff. Yeah. I mean, development is going to be the highest priority over the next few years. And all indications that I've seen are that Richardson is a strong candidate to do that. So um, like I said, uh, I can't complain about it. You know, there were some high profile coaches on the market. All those guys that became available are going to be able to walk into better situations than yeah. what the Blackhawks can offer. Um, you know, it was, I was uh, uh, doubting, yeah. doubting highly that any of them would have taken that job. Yeah. I mean, as long as the Blackhawks actually reached out and said, Hey, you know, we'd be interested if you are. And, you know, it wouldn't surprise me if they would just said, ah, you know, I'm going to get better, <laughs> uh, you know, similar offers from better, uh, si- situations. Uh, yeah, you just got to do your due diligence, but yeah, there was highly, highly unlikely that the Blackhawks were going to walk away with a name. So. Well, I guess let's talk about it a little bit. It's 
kind of depressing, but obviously everybody is on the market. Yes. Brinket, Kane, Taves, you name it, everyone, I guess, except uh, Seth Jones, although I don't know if they could convince someone to take Seth Jones. I doubt it. But yeah, it's hard to say with Jones, um, you know, at least in that situation. Um, you know, you could maybe still convince a team that thinks they're in the situation that the Blackhawks were in last year that, uh, you know, maybe you could take him, but with his no movement clause, I, there's, there's just only so much you could do. And, you know, that you'd never get back what you gave up to give him, to get him. Um, so at this point, I'm not, I'm not necessarily too worried about Seth Jones. Uh, it's just kind of a, you're just going to have to deal with it on the roster for a while. And, and having somebody like him who can at least move the puck and skate you out of some situations isn't going to be the worst thing. He's obviously not going to be a guy that moves the needle enough where he's going to ruin a tank job or anything. So um, yeah, I, I think I'd say he's the least likely player to be moved um, certainly between his contract and the new movement clause. So yeah. Um, you and know, and, I was going to add know, that to is obviously the, the biggest piece for them to move. Yes. And I would say, would you agree that I've kind of like, I like to bring it so much, but obviously it's, if you're going to rebuild, it's the right move to trade him for, but it sucks. It sucks, but it, it uh, is probably the right move. And I, I, I cannot fault the logic in trying to move him. I mean, I know there is very small chances that what you trade him for is going to turn out to be as good or better. And I know that's going to be a hard pill to swallow, but it just it makes little sense to be paying him $9, $10 million a year for the foreseeable future when he's literally going to be like the only guy around. Um, it's, you know, not best for his career and it really doesn't do anything for the Blackhawks and the Blackhawks are so far away from being able to build a supporting cast around him that by the time they do, he's going to be nearing you know, either a decline phase or whatever his next contract is going to be. And it's just the, the cupboard, the, the, the forward prospect cupboard is so bare with the Blackhawks. I mean, we're literally talking, there's maybe one guy that they have at the top six forward. That's yeah. ridiculous. Their minor and system is not good. No, I mean, they've got a decent stable of defensemen. It's questionable if they got any top pairing defensemen, but they've at least got a lot of guys that they should be able to fill out a decent defensive core within the next five years. But um, the forwards yeah. are just yeah, it's it's just barren. They've got you know several bottom six forward types, but that's not really what you're shooting for. You want as many top six guys as you can, and then eventually some of those top six guys get forced down the lineup into the bottom six rather than 
you know, filling out guys whose ceiling is the bottom six. Yeah, I mean, like, so. if you think about it, just for perspective, the Blackhawks, when they were winning Stanley Cups, their fourth line would probably be the first line for their team now. Uh, well, I guess... Second line. I mean, you still got Kane in the, in the bridge. Well, let's this way. Yeah. Um, if they do the teardown, they're going to do this summer. Right. That might be then. Right. Will be. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, they're just, yeah, it's just, it's safe to say that they're so, so far away that it just, it doesn't make any sense to really keep to bring it. It's, that's, I mean, eventually you've got to replace to bring it, but at the same time, you've got to start building draft capital and prospect capital to get the process even to just to get the ball rolling. Cause right now they're just, they're stuck. They've got no first round picks. They've got one NHL ready talent. You know, I, it's just, it, it, it's, okay. you're, you're just, in, you're in a situation where you, you, you've just got to be aggressive. You got to make a decision. The Blackhawks, for so long, we're kind of straddling the line and they just kind of went into a slow decline into where they are now. Yes. And it's just, it's time to do, to do something bold. I mean, they tried to do something bold last year in the opposite direction and it blew yeah. up in their face. Yeah. So now you're at the point of kind of like no return. It's just, you, you blow it up and you just trust in your scouting department to be able to rebuild it. Yes a new, probably a new scouting department. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're re re doing pretty much the whole front office, you know, they've got three new assistant general managers, uh, you know, obviously a new general manager, although he was an internal candidate. So, um, you know, it's at least it's new leadership. And at this point, you know, it's kind of like Richardson, I can't say that I have huge confidence or, you know, where I can just say, Oh yeah, you know, they've hired the right people. We just don't know. There's no track record with any of these people. So, um, you know, at least with Davidson, I liked what he did with the Brandon Hagel trade. I like the messages that Davidson is um, putting out about, Hey, you know, this is what we're going to do. And so, I, I mean, I think he's got the right idea. It's now it's just going to be a matter of can he actually execute upon it? Yeah. So, so. I guess I'll ask one more <laughs> before we, um, you and I were pretty much in agreement that um, we thought Kane would stay. That was a couple months ago, but I think. I, I'm starting that. to turn on that. I, if, if they, you know, with what Davidson has said and that they are committed to doing a rebuild here. I do think that changes the math a little bit with, with Kane. Uh, if they had, if they had planned on keeping to and Kane could say, Oh, you know, even if the team is still slowly building up, I've at least got somebody that I can play with. Yes. And, but I, I just, I don't know that that's, yeah, going to it's be, going to happen at this point. So he's be the lone guy where right. he would do that. Exactly. I don't think he wants to just you know carry an entire team. I don't think he can at this point either. 
Um, basically the only thing that Kane can do is prevent them from, <laughs> from finishing in the bottom three, essentially. Yes. <laughs> so, um, I mean, that's something that we talked about a lot last year is it's really hard to tank when you've got Patrick Kane, because there's so many games where the Blackhawks are losing two to one or two to nothing in the final two minutes. And Patrick Kane pulls one out of the fire and you yes. end up with a two, two, two tie and you get a loser point. And, you know, I mean, I know a lot of people are like, a, a lot of fans are frustrated because like, Oh, they're already so bad. The Blackhawks are very bad, but they are not like Phoenix coyotes. Yeah. And uh, you know, these teams are literally stripping themselves to the bones in order to get a chance at Connor Bedard and the other couple of top players in next year's draft. You know, it, it, that's a potentially franchise altering draft. Unlike this year where, you know, you're looking at maybe low end first line or high end second line type players at the top. So. Yes. But I mean, I guess, yeah, that's pretty much all we should talk about now. I mean, we will obviously have after the draft, if of course the Blackhawks don't have a first round pick, but. I think there's going to be a pretty good chance that the Blackhawks are going to walk away with a first round pick. Yeah. Now, if it is to that's moved in the next week, uh, my expectation is that they at least come away with a top 10 pick out of it. Um, so I mean, you're thinking the odds are pretty good. There'll be a first round pick. I do. Uh, if they don't move to right away, I, I, you know, maybe they move somebody like Connor Murphy for a late first round pick or something along those lines. I mean, yeah. there are other guys that they have that they can move. Um, yeah. You know, it is possible that, uh, you know, Patrick Kane, um, I don't think it would happen that quickly. I don't think Patrick Kane would necessarily approve anything right now, but at the same time, if he sees the writing on the wall that a Debrinket trade is happening, maybe he just, you know, is more willing yeah. to pull the trigger at this point. Over with, yeah. But yeah, I mean, I'm at this point, I'm, I don't know, maybe 50, 50 that the Blackhawks are going to have a top 10 pick next week. <laughs> okay. um, I don't know. Uh, it's, it's, it's hard to gauge at this point, but um, I mean, New Jersey's interested. Philadelphia is apparently interested. Ottawa's interested. I mean, that's the number two, the number five and the number seven pick in the draft. Yeah. Um, I think, I think there's a pretty decent chance that one of those teams is willing to pull the trigger, especially now that, uh, just a couple hours ago, Kevin Fiala got traded to Los Angeles and he was the other big first line. So the um, market starting the start. Yeah. And I think for the Blackhawks sake that that trade is as beneficial as possible because, of all of the suitors that have been rumored for Debrinket, Los Angeles was always the least likely in my view because okay. their first round pick that they traded for Fiala was, I think it was like the 17th pick or something like that, 19th pick, which to me is just not nearly enough for yeah. um, Debrinket. So um, basically he that, that trade went eliminated the one suitor that I, I didn't feel of great about and left the three that have the most to offer the Blackhawks essentially. So um, I, my preference would not, it would be to not hopefully not have to deal with Ottawa either with the number seven pick, just because yeah. of the way that the draft is kind of, it's pretty top heavy. 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, like I said, you're, you're still dealing with, you know, not, not the, the it's not the greatest draft to begin with and not real high talents. And if, and if it had been a great draft, you, you wouldn't even have the op- opportunity of yeah. potentially getting a top five pick. So, um, but yeah, I mean, there's basically Shane Wright is for the most part, um, you know, kind of considered at the top, um, uh, big winger Slavkovsky from uh, over in Europe is uh, kind of pulling neck and neck with him in a lot of people's views. Yeah. Um, so if you, if we do end up with a trade with New Jersey for the number two pick, you know, it's possible the Blackhawks get one of those guys. That would be great. Um, Logan Cooley is another uh, skilled young center that is sometimes considered in the top two as well. So maybe you come away with one of those three. Yeah good forwards. Otherwise, you know, if you're dealing with Philadelphia at number five or Ottawa at number seven, um, there are a couple of defensemen um, in Simon Nemich and David Yurisek. Uh, Yurisek is a guy that is very similar to the types of defensemen the Blackhawks already have. So I wouldn't be thrilled with that. He's kind of a big, more stay at home type guy. Um, But if they could get Nemich, I, I would be much more pleased with that. Um, and then there's a couple other forwards, uh, Cutter Gauthier, uh, Joachim Kemmel, uh, Jonathan LaCaramaki and Matthew Savoy and Marco Casper, which, um, you know, a lot of those guys projected kind of second line type forwards. It's, you know, they, they've each got kind of their strengths and weaknesses. There's a lot of differing opinions on those guys. So a lot will depend on what the black, you know, I mean, every team, it seems like there's going to be a lot of variation between the team, between different teams and their draft boards. And so if the Blackhawks feel good about that kind of tier, then maybe the Philadelphia and uh, Ottawa deals for the fifth or the seventh pick would, would make a little more sense if the Blackhawks feel like there's a, there's a good option there, but I, I, I'm, I'm a little concerned if they end up with like the seventh pick that, you know, there's kind of a tier of five, four or five guys that seem to be yeah. considered. And then you end up with one of the picks that's just outside that range. And that would, that would be tough to swallow. So we'll see though. Um, I do have to say, uh, unlike years past when the Blackhawks for sure had a, you know, a, a pick to work with, I would spend a little more time actually watching these guys and forming my own opinion this year. I just, I haven't had the time or the inclination to really dig into it. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of basing it off of what, you know, other people, uh, other people's opinions and viewings, but yeah. Yeah. All we'll right, see. Well, we will be back then next week, probably with a draft pick to discuss. Definitely some trades <laughs> and yeah. yeah, not the best, but maybe we'll start get some good young talent. Yeah, I mean, like I said, it's they're at least <laughs> they've made a decision. They're, they 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 they've got a plan anyway. So now it's just going to be and when they, do they start executing it, and uh, how well do they do at executing it? Yep. All right. Well, um, Michael, you're on Twitter. MJ underscore Ernst. I'm STH85. And yeah, we'll be back next week. And I guess let's get this rebuild on the road. <laughs>